0: Like
1: Welcome back to the Battle of North London podcast. I am your host, Avi Grant, as always, with the Guna Yossi Fraser. Um, and we are here to discuss why strikers are overrated. Um, we're going we're to go first <laughs> first into the Arsenal game. Which uh, you had a uh, Laguizat playing pretty poor. that We can talk later about how Spurs need you no know, strikers. But what, what what were your thoughts on on the on Burnley nil, Arsenal nil? You're tenth in the league now. Um, pretty mediocre season so far. Six wins in twenty nine in twenty uh, this year. I think six six wins this year. Uh, hasn't scored this year. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, well, yeah. What what was your thoughts on, on on that that game?
0: Well, as always, you don't even need to watch the game to us uh, to be able to understand. This was. A thrilling game. Intense stuff. Oh, just forget about defending, people say nowadays. It's all... Let's just entertain. Um, it was very dull. Um, yeah, that's basically the main point. It wasn't like... Burnley had a, almost scored. I was like the closest it came I I, I was worried for a split second. But, um, yeah, neither team. Arsenal weren't very good. Burnley weren't very good. um Defe- going forward. That is defensively, both teams were quite good. I thought Arsenal have improved a lot recently defensively in a clean sheet. Even clean though it was sheet, a 0-0. nil clean sheet, still, still a nice thing to have because we've in recent years, um, we've not been awarded many of them. Um, and that was and that's with Mustafi starting as well. You have to remember that, like, that's quite like it's a big thing. No left back and Mustafi, and we still managed to. Keep a clean sheet, and and Mustafu people like. Now it's it's really <laughs> odd. It's like some parallel universe I'm living in. Because oh God, so weird. Yeah, we're defending and can't score, and yeah, it's very odd. Um, but like you said, Lacazette hasn't scored for a while now. I think it's no goals in nine games. Um, yeah, it's luckily for Arsenal, going forward is kind of. Even though we didn't score, going forward is where we've got a plethora where, of players to choose from.
1: Where 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 do you stand on stick uh, or stick or sell? If make, make that that game show, stick or sell with Lacazette or or, Bamian, or or whatever. I mean, do you want to sell them both? Sell sell neither? Sell one?
0: Well, Bamiang's only got a year left, and he's a bit older, um, but he's scoring. Whereas Lacazette, mm. he's I feel like he's more of a team leader. Even though like Bameng is captain, like, like uh, a Masek mascot, like more... like No, <laughs> yeah, he's like a he's like a dressing room. He, he, he's better in the dressing room, but I think, um, I think with results that would improve anyway. So I don't know how important that would be to have someone like him in there if he's not getting the goals. I feel like Mbappe is obviously a better goal scorer right now and kind of scoring goals for fun. So I feel like in Id- an ideal world it would probably keep all of them but for the sake of a football club you probably I'd say would sell a Lacazette in the summer Um I feel like it, I don't know how badly that could impact the dressing room though, because he does seem like people enjoy him a lot kind of around there and he's quite like a him and all the French people and kind of they seem to get along so him leaving could be a big impact in case no one else came in Um I remember when Pepe first arrived Lacazette was one of the first people that kind of met up with him and kind of he Lacazette showed him around so kind of he is quite a big of a t- bit of a team leader and so selling him could be a big thing
1: so when 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 uh, Pepe first signed over, over Twitter there was it was Lacazette doing the his uh, saluting celebration wasn't it I'm
0: right Yeah so like that's kind of that 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 issue with Lacazette. But the thing is, there's so many people going forward right now. Wingers, we're doing great. abameyang can play up front. Eddie, we've brought him back. I assume he wants to play him a bit. So that's kind of the Europa League striker for the rest of the season, pretty much, and until we get to like important games. Um, so yeah, so I feel like I, I wouldn't start Lacazette next week, if I'm being honest. I think mm. abameyang Martinelli and Pepe should be the front three, if, if I'm being honest. Um, and then there's also what? the debate of whether or not Ozil should get a game next week as well. Well, not next week, but next game, because he didn't perform very well. And Willock played quite well against um, Leeds in the Cup. Bournemouth, sorry, in the Cup. And he's also he also came on and, and was pretty decent. So maybe he deserves, like, performances are kind of there. Why don't you get a start? That's kind of the situation with Meza. And uh, the rumours were, in the last few days of the January window, Meza was offered... or not Meza was offered, but a Chinese club came in for him and was offering him, obviously, big money and, and apparently a substantial fee, but we rejected it, which is... I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know. Arteta's kind of... I'm not sure what he's thinking with that. Um... I don't know well, I, how much it was or if, whether or not it was true.
1: Well, I, th- I think if I was Mesut Ozil, I'd be staying away from China, um, just for for health reasons at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, him a, a brand new spanking,
1: a brand new contract and some coronavirus. Let's go.
0: <laughs> also, if you remember, Mesut had that issue anyway with China, with the whole... TV oh, yeah, scandal, him, and then <laughs> and that, that, I don't that, know who that was the time I actually, him. I
1: actually had, I actually had, uh, had respect for Ozil there, even though he's he's a gooner and that, like he that different, completely different issue, but just swiftly, like that was a big, it was, I, I, I respected him for that, um, but I think he, he it would be probably good for him to stay away from China and stay in North London where where they like him at the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the kind of the issue. Arteta's the the main another takeaway from the Burnley game is it doesn't seem like Arteta has a tactic going forward. He's he it it's not it's like someone's not realised. It's like he's been told that we've got Man City level players, but he's been and he's trying to play like Man City, but it just doesn't work. And I feel like I feel like someone needs to kind of tell him you've not got that squad. You're gonna have to do it. You're gonna have to come up with a tactic for each and every game, it's not like one thing works against everyone, which is what Man City usually do, hmm. it's they'll just dominate every team they play against the same way Arsenal doesn't, Arsenal don't have the capability to do that So yeah, I think that, that's, um, a,
1: that's a good point, Is because that um, when you're a new manager, lots of what you're doing is emulating managers that you know or managers that you've worked with, um, and you have to eventually build up your own identity and own philosophy on football, I don't know, Arteta does seem to be doing, trying to build a pep team with Less good players and less money, which I mean we i mean i i i I did call Pep uh fraudy early yesterday, so I mean it, it, it this this is what Pep would look like with no money um and crap players, so <laughs> not very good
0: well, I don't think we can call him a fraud because he has won the league two years the last two years yeah when, when he spent so like 400 million he's doing though, something like... right whether or not yeah, but he's still winning the league, so whether or not he's spending that he's still winning the league Tony um, Pes
1: can win the league with four hundred million
0: um uh, Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I I still, Man City is still very entertaining to watch, and I'm not saying Pep's the reason for it. But especially when they, especially is... when they,
1: when they play Tottenham. <laughs>
0: nah, but, but usually they just, to be fair, they were quite entertaining to watch. To be, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. like even when they don't score Man City, they still just play great looking football, and it's just, even though people will say, oh well, Pep's been spending it's kind of his style of football that is kind of emanating to all these teams. So, like, he has to bring something. It's not like he's, he has to be doing something that's right. There's no way he's just got lucky from step one and he's somehow got the best Barcelona team and played this amazing-looking football, then got the best Bayern Munich team, made some great-looking football. Because you have to remember, he went to Bayern Munich, he won the Champions League there. Um, he, mm. he He was still up against the best teams in the world. Yeah I think um, when you
1: I think I think when when you call him when I call him a fraud at least, I'm I'm comparing him to like people like Jose who I don't like very much, but has has been more more successful at, at at teams like Inder and Porto, right? That's a harder thing to do than what, what Pep's done. Pep's ne- never had it hard. Um, even Klopp, another person I hate. It, 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 it's this sort of weird uh, weird situation where I'm defending people I don't I don't like very much, but um, Klopp and and I mean to go to to, to the, the best of all time, obviously Sir Alex Ferguson. What well, he did, he won won the uh, Champions League with, with Aberdeen, if I'm right. Um, like you you you. you you prove that you're a good manager when you're not doing it when everything's not going your way and everything's not not going his way with, with city and he's looking like like a looking useless in my opinion.
0: the thing that the thing that makes pep i think different too with those sort of managers that you're talking about and it's kind of like some managers can take good average players and make them really good like pochettino is the perfect example of that someone mm-hmm. that took quite average players and just transformed them to be really good players. Pep Guardiola takes good players and makes them great. Um that's kind of kind of why I think he is still a great manager because I don't think it's easy for everyone to do that. If you look at other managers like David Moyes, he tried to do that with United and he kind of he was good with Everton taking average players and making them good. When he gets to a team like Man United with good players, he can't make them great anymore. Um but so yeah, that's why I think Pep's kind of gets under fire for this season a bit too much when he has done and has had has done quite well with some amazing well well we're, we're going to see there with with teams with, and i would we're going
1: to see with with our with arteta though is is that um can he if he's pep right if he's just uh, pep 2.0 um can he do it, at the moment he's not he isn't doing it with with, with crap players he maybe he'll do it in the future when when he Gets better players, and but at the moment the the sort of uh, this uh, the, I don't know hypothetical situation where where you where we imagine Pep um, in 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 a lower league team or something like that he which, and 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 the, the argument goes is that is that uh, put put Pep in a team with a, in I don't know let's uh, think of a team Bristol City. Um, nothing, nothing particularly against them. I'm sure they're, sure it's a lovely team. But if you put Pep managing them, he he doesn't do anywhere near the anywhere near the amount the amount of uh, success that he's had any any of these teams. I don't think he even has a very. It doesn't look very good. Um, but I, I yeah, I, 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 yeah. But the thing is, I really
0: hope Oteta can emulate Pep. He just he's going to need this this, um, this some sort of overhaul if he wants to do that. If he is that type of manager, because I think we have got a lot of average players, mm. um, um, and I don't know if he can elevate them to be on the next to the next level. I don't know if that's him. Um, but the, the weird thing is that's kind of we've been strong defensively, and that's kind of where the average players are. It's going forward, which we've struggled with over mm. the past few weeks. Or just getting completely engaged. Must not be
1: strong defensively. Sorry, that 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 went past me.
0: No, also we've not been struggling defensively. We've been doing okay. It's just we can't, we can't seem to kind of close out games and get winners and kind of win games. Basically, the important thing of it, you know that winning thing. Um, mm-hmm. we just
1: as 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 that famous quote from Carlo Ancelotti, uh, when when he talked about Liverpool versus Everton, the way we're gonna win is to score more goals than
0: them. Yeah. Very um, deep. Yeah, we kind of score one or two goals a game at most. I hope that's enough. And and when it's one, it doesn't seem to be enough because the other teams sometimes get a goal late on or, or one thing happens and it's kind of very difficult, especially in the Premier League, to be kind of just at any moment, any team can really score against any team, which is kind of what makes it amazing. It's, you don't know what results are going to be, so therefore you kind of need to blow teams away a bit. And the one team that hasn't really been doing that is Liverpool, and I don't think we're as good as Liverpool with closing out games or getting winners. Um, I think no one is. Yeah, just just a bit, right just now. a bit, yeah. Um, look, we put up a fight. We challenged as long as we could, and we can no longer win league now this season. It's, it's quite a shame. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was, I was going to say, what, what do you make of this, this uh, heartbreaking moment where the, the title chase has come to an end, um, and, and you're, you've been fighting Liverpool all the way, and now... Sitting in tenth place is, is is finally irretrievable an irretrievable situation where you can no longer win the league. You 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 must be heartbroken.
0: <laughs> Look, we tried our best. No one else tried to help out. Um, what what are we supposed to do? No one else bothered helping us out. Um, we did all we could. We hang hang hung in there for as long as possible. But eventually, we're just gonna have to let Liverpool win the league. It's just too much now. Now the next point is: Can we stop them doing the Invincibles? Which be Fun to see. Um, it could be it could be Arsenal to stop mm-hmm. them, which would be quite a quite a momentous game, I think, for Arsenal fans. There, just mm-hmm. oh, I just I hope Liverpool stay unbeaten until then. Really, there's part of me that wants them to stay unbeaten, just so we can get a winner.
1: Mm, I'm 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 conflicted on on whether I want Liverpool to be um, the to go invincible um, but as as to. If they if they do become invincible, Arsenal won't have we no longer have this. Uh, they're the only team thing, um, and if they don't, then Liverpool are not invincible, and they, and then and they're less probably less unbearable. But I don't know. I I've, I haven't decided yet. We'll see. So moving on now to the mighty Tottenham Hotspur, we had a very exciting game this week. We played Manchester City uh, at the at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It was a f- in, it was phenomenal. Um, the, the, the first half, uh, I, 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 I've been told that by, by, by several of my sources that I've been too negative. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to try and turn it down, but the first half we were actually pretty poor. Um, we ha- hung on like just on the threads. It was exciting as hell with the, with the whole penalty situation. Um, and it was great that Hugo saved it. But the the first half we were we were going forward we didn't have much and uh, we we I mean we could have gone on a whole little had 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 we had we not had we not won the second game in the second half and and Zin, Zinchenko got sent off which arguably swung, swung the game, um, playing without a striker in that in that first half was was not going well, um, and playing with someone in in Lucas Moura who himself has said that he's not number nine, um, and the manager has said he's he's not number nine playing him. At number nine seems a little, a little crazy, um, but the, it all end, ended up good at the end of the day. Um, the pen, the VAR situation on on the on just before half time was f- was f- insane. the 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 stadium was going was going mad um, in the south Dano it was the atmosphere was amazing. And I, I said I said this on my We Are Tottenham TV interview. Go check it out. But the when 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 the fans sing, when the fans get passionate about the game, the players get into it and and the, and the players raise their game right so when when uh right after the, after the penalty toby alderoy was was getting going get cheering the fans getting to go just just lose their minds it was amazing um and the, it, it really helped the players Winksy we saw um getting very passionate and that's what we want to see the passion from the players um and we really saw that even though the the performance wasn't uh wasn't amazing it wasn't amazing in all parts um and it wasn't as some people are calling it, a, J- a jose masterclass. um it wasn't really that it was i mean it was it was a good win it's a very very important win in the, in the top 4 race um which we now puts us within touching distance of chelsea we've got to, we've got to play them in in uh, two games now chelsea away would be a massive game um but yeah I, I, the we're back in the top 4 race that's what matters we're back in the top 4 race top 4, top four race bergvine what a beautiful beautiful goal um caught on the volley from from lucas Moura. unbelievable um, that made me very very happy, and and his mask celebration. Which if you if you, I don't know if you you can't see now, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> it it's it's just it's it's. I think I think it's what the big the big takeaway from this game is that the squad's mentality is is it looks to be uh, very a very positive place, and I think that the the kicking out of uh, Ericsson and Danny Rose has really really helped that. Um, and for all our failings in the entrance window, which I'm sure we'll get onto, um, the, the the those two sales I think have at least partly been a factor today, or not today, been in in factor in the game that to make that made they made us uh, that helped us with the win.
0: Well, it was a very I'm very miserable about the game because it was kind of like City were really I like we said before City were very entertaining at felt, at points and then. The idiot commentary kind of annoyed me as well with like <laughs> them talking about the only way Spurs can win is catch them on the counter-attack. And then made a whole fuss about, oh, you see Zinchenko got a red card because of Spurs doing what they... The whole the plan along to do was, which was kind of like so silly because I don't know which defender tries to do that and he's I don't know I mean, he's such an idiot move like on a yellow card and it's such an it's not like they're on goal and that's it it's a saving tackle there's defenders behind mm. you and it's you're at the halfway line um, so yeah I thought that was stupid and he was always going to get sent off for that um, um, and, they've, and Man City have decided to keep him around as their second choice left back instead of keeping Angelina around for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, so I don't know what they're doing there because Zinchenko. I, guess, I,
1: I thought um, I, I thought it was it was Kevin De Bruyne who got sent off because they sort of look identical. Um, I, I, I got a, a, a lot more excited than than I should have been with, with every, all the all the crowd was singing uh, cheerio cheerio to uh, Zinchenko, which was a very lovely moment. Everyone waving their hands, being being very cordial and very nice and <laughs> to the guy, wishing him good luck as he walked walked off the pitch. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think the red card again. The red card was probably the fact. Well, the probably that what swung the game in our favour. Um, but that that the counter attack point. I, I while the com did is I didn't hear the com did is. But uh, while the while the com did is probably I think that that is, that is uh while they're bad. It probably, that was a decent point I think. Um, is the fact that this. Front three ish. It's not really a front three, but I don't know what it, what to call it. It's, it's called the front three. There's of uh Lucas, and Son was very much based on hitting on the counter attack with with pace and and, 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 and That's yeah. what it was
0: supposed to be, but it didn't really do yeah. that very well.
1: Well, in the first half, it didn't really do that. Second half, the second half, it did. Um, but I yeah, I just I, I, well, I again, after the I red don't... card or before the red card um i i think it was before- probably before as well but after i- d- i don't remember to be honest the, the game was always all a blow in my head now i was just it was just going insane for most of the game um but yeah i, I just i don't think that, that that uh i don't think that that long term can work as a, as a strategy against lots of teams um we just playing that front three um i think we needed a striker and we've got a c- cu- i think we've got days a couple of days to um to get one on a free, on a free, free, transfer until the we we have to register the squads for the Premier League. Oh, I think I'm. Oh, I don't remember know it is, um. But I, we we can still get or He's available on a free on a free transfer. So <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for.
0: <laughs> the weird thing is counter attacking tactics work better against better teams. Against better teams, they seem to work better because better teams are going to be able to, are going to want to be on the ball and control the game a lot more, so kitting someone on the counters is gonna be a lot easier versus a average Premier League team like who just wanna sit back and defend and just do exactly the same thing against you. So maybe it will work against Man City but then next time Spurs come out against I don't know who, but Asin it's Zilla. just gonna it's just not going to work There's yeah yeah I, I don't really i don't think this i don't back.
1: think this this uh this formation this sort of way of playing can work against smaller teams we're going to sit in against us and we we're just going to get frustrated we we're, we're going to try and hit them on counter attack and 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 they aren't going to be going forward very much because like t- smaller teams can come to tottenham uh, or even host when we go away and come to us and, and 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 just sit in ho- get, try to i don't know try hit hit, hit us on the counter attack um I think we needed again. I, I we needed a striker. It was actually insane not to buy one. Um, and I, I I think that even though, uh, even despite Daniel Levy's best efforts to try and stop us getting top four, um, <laughs> and I think I really I really think he's written off this season as 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 just a complete write off. He doesn't he doesn't see this season going anywhere, which I think is a really really silly thing to do. Um, I think that he's just a madman. Like why would you not buy a striker? You have zero strikers. And and the the the, the Josie the, the guy who plays choose to choose to play in strike again he he's not he doesn't he doesn't think he's number nine um you don't think he's number nine what the, what the hell is going on what the hell um and Troy Parrott poor Troy Parrott literally everyone else in the squad who's who's a striker there's, there's no one else other than him there's literally no one and he's not even making the squad poor guy and we refuse to let him go out on loan what what insanity is this like uh, I, mean, we get, I mean let's let's do the window the window just that window just pissed me off so much. We let Danny Rose, Colga Peters go out and loan, two fullbacks, And and in in the in the, win, in the window of the start of the season we let Trippier go. So that's three of the full three of our four fullbacks gone. Who've we bought? No one <laughs> And if it wouldn't if it wouldn't have be been for, for the miracle of Jaffa Jaffa Tanganga who, who doesn't who, who doesn't get an, an, yeah. enough credit. He really should. He's a really brilliant player. Um if it wasn't for that miracle then we would have I don't know what would we do now? I it's it's this cost
0: cutting doesn't help us. What do you need a fullback for? You've got a winger. got a winger. What do you need a fullback for? Oh, my God. got a winger, and that's you guaranteed nice. a... And you've got another central midfielder. That kind of like, what is the problem? What do you need? Central like, that's, that's midfielder and a winger? Obviously, that's you don't need strikers on full like. What's the point of buying <laughs> those?
1: That's, that's what I imagine Daniel Levy was like on, on deadline day. Josie, what do you need a striker for? You've already got fourteen attacking midfielders. So... <laughs> it's so it's so it's so insane. It's so insane how, how great. I mean, he looks to being a decent signing? I, I mean, we're only going off the first game, um, and in the first half, he himself uh, did actually admit that he like he, he couldn't. He was struggling with with the intensity, and he wasn't it wasn't at his best. Um, we're not.
0: You're basing it off one like, the hell shot. It's not a game. You're basing. Him off one shot. It's not like he had a he great does. game, in... and he was he was like he had moments where he shone. He would one shot No, not amazing. Went off he, that. Went in.
1: So I'm I'm i basically obviously he <laughs> showed glimpses of, of 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 potential in the game. And the fact is that. When he scored in his debut, that pushes that can push you to, um, can push you to 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 help new, to new heights, right? Which and I think that generally the thrill of signing an attacking player is is just great, um, even if they're crap. And equally, I, I mean, if we, if the jury is still out to be honest on Bergwijn. He could be another uh, Clinton and G and Kudu. Um, else is na not na is a bit behind surprise because i liked him but he, he could still be uh i i have a, have a pretty crap career um and i just, i don't know it, it it's we needed a striker we shouldn't have let two fullbacks go we should have bought a CDM we should have bought possibly a right back or a center back and definitely a left back if we're letting a left back go i just i don't even know anymore like daniel Levy what the hell what the are in
0: trouble if more injuries hit they really are, because mm-hmm. if yeah. another defender gets injured, you're down to like four, five set defenders.
1: Well, fullback specifically, but as in, is d- if we if we get because if we get centre back injured, we've got about we've got a couple of those, um, a couple of, a couple of people who can play there as well. Um, but we need that that, that CDM could have been like a really really important position for us, um, because we currently the CDM we've got is is Eric Dyer. We've got we've got like five six attacking midfielders slash box to box midfielders, um. But well, we've got one CDM and he's crap. Um, surely priorities. You get a CDM. You try and look for someone. I, 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 this, this, this sort of Levy justification stuff. Which I see. I see people doing this sort of like trying to like backward, backward justifying his his decisions um, after the fact. It's it's like it's so bad. Like we, we 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 could have bought a striker, but there was no one available. Right, and if you're if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'd know that I read out a list of of uh, comp- not, it wasn't a comprehensive list. It was a bloody long list though of all the strikers we've been linked to and all of our strikers were, that were available. And I don't buy that every single one was not available or or, or turned down Tottenham. And even uh, we, we learned this we learned this to, uh, today was that Spurs were so bloody desperate is that we went and offered for I don't remember some some bloke at some bloke at Southampton not Southampton. Southampton wouldn't, wouldn't be that bad, actually. There um, we go. South End United. Charlie Kalman. And let me ask you, who's the manager of South End United? It's only bloody Sol Campbell. Of course, we're not going to get a bloody deal done there. You... <laughs> that's how desperate we're going. We're going to We're going to. Our exes. We're... <laughs> We go. We ask never favors. That's how desperate we've gone. Spurs, the Champions League finalists from a year ago, are going to to try and go to Southend to get their striker, so we so we can start and lead us to the Champions League final on <laughs> epic.
0: It's it's unbelievable. You know what I'm annoyed about with football because because you might not agree that they're good, but if Arsenal and Spurs had like the same set of midfielders to choose from, I feel like. It would just make for for me at least for Arsenal. Mm. We just I want twelve players on the pitch. That would just be so much more helpful if we were allowed another midfielder, just because we've got we don't have that creative midfielder like Spurs. I think defensively we've got some great defense midfielders. It's just we don't have that link between defense and attack, which is kind of what Spurs have got in a plethora of in Ndombélé and Sissoko and. Um. Um. Le Celso, Le Celso, Gensel, they've got someone that links defence to attack. Also we don't really have that. Um, we've got great defensive uh, midfielders like De I think is quite good defensively as a midfielder um, and then Torreira is great we just don't have that link right now so I feel like we just, just if we could be allowed to have 12 players on the pitch that would just be quite helpful football just for next season if you want to change things up um, 12 players that might be a new thing we could introduce um so yeah that's one thing I want to want to ask for the other issue I think we should talk about talking about changes they might want to make next season that situation with the VAR and whole conundrum with letting the game play on and kind of was the second penalty and Sterling's first red and should turn got yellow and that whole mix up, and it's interesting to hear. I think because I'm watching the game on TV, you're watching the game from inside the stadium. Kind of the difference. I don't know what was going on. It made it was so confusing because there was VAR in chat. I don't know from what inside the stadium. What could you understand was going on?
1: Um, for the VAR things, I mean, the, there was they they showed replays after the fact. Um, but the there was one of the one decision that was made really really quickly, which I was I was thinking that that's how all VAR decisions made. It was it was like literally the animation on the screen was uh, I think it was a uh, possible red card. I think it was. I, 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 I don't know what it was it was it was the, the the Delhi Sterling one. Which when you think about it now. Obviously, should have been a red card. If you watch the replays; it's a clear red card. But fair enough, they they made a quick decision. It was the wrong decision, but <laughs> maybe that that that's why we should argue for for VAR take longer time to decisions. But in in the stadium, um, it was people people going into people chanting this this chant that really really annoys me, and it's so dim, um, of, of uh It's not football anymore. Um, which I just, just like it's just, it's just massively dramatising it. Like it's, it is still football, just having some improvements that are struggling at the moment. And like <laughs> I th- we we th- yeah. To be fair, they they they're giving they're putting replays um, on the screen. They were explaining it a bit more. The the fact that it was VAR went went continuously, and and it was there was a five minute gap between the actual foul and and the and the decision decided to be made, which was very weird. Um, I, I yeah. I, it just seems it it, it the, the, thing, the thing with VAR is all about consistency. Um, and if you're making consistent decisions, then no one's going to complain um that's not true that's so, the, the, there'll always be someone that someone would complain but like the red card that should have been sterling on Ali. um so Arsenal fans of course moaning about still moaning about about bamming with palace that was equally bad bamming versus the palace and 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 sterling versus or sterling on Ali um against tottenham obviously um like it's var is a whole whole debate i think we've done it several times now but um, it does seem, at least in the stadium, they are trying to uh, appeal or appease fans more because there is this massive hostility that's growing up against VAR.
0: But the whole situation with the the VAR check taking place while the game was in the balance, kind of, did anyone really understand what was going on? Because he just stopped the game all of a sudden and gave a penalty.
1: Well, I, no, I think when 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 we when we first saw it, people, people thought it was a die. People were were booing Agüero. Um, Agüero stayed down for, for a while, so I thought I think people just thought it was done. Um, and then he brought it back a few minutes later, and people were just like, "Oh no!" Because it, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sort of downplaying it a lot, but um, but yeah, it was it was there is confusion. I don't think the confusion is massive. Maybe I, I misread it. I don't think the confusion is massive. I think people understood because there was a potential penalty. But the, the, the delay was just just a strange thing. It was just unnecessary. Um, you could have stopped it. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it, VAR is a mess. Everyone knows VAR is a mess. But the, the, what's important is that Spurs got got three points. And we are going to get the top four, hopefully, if everything goes right. And we, have, and we manage to get through a, striker, a season with no striker. Thanks to Daniel Levy and his stinginess.
0: So there we go. That was it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you can like, share, spread the podcast around, that would be great. And we'll see you next week.